Hey guys, the following podcast is a Lady Gang Network and Podcast One production, which means it's going to be awesome. Thanks for listening and being a part of Mama Said, and thanks in advance for supporting these sponsors in this episode. They help us have this much fun with you every week for free. So enjoy the show. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. No one said being a parent would be easy, but now you don't have to go through it alone. Actress and mother of two, Jamie Lynn Sigler, has teamed up with musician and stay-at-home mother of two, Jenna Paris, to create a safe place where you can confess your worst mommy sins and still feel like you're killing the mommy game. This is Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. We have got a wonderful show for you on Mama Said Podcast this week. We have the cutest mama, Alex Winkleman. She is the founder of Hello My Tribe, and she sits down with us to talk about her personal journeys and struggles through motherhood, her MS diagnosis, and the practices she lives by to keep herself thriving and happy. So... Speaking of thriving and happy, I want to talk to you about one of our sponsors, American Heart Association. You have probably heard me talk about them by now. They are a relentless force dedicated to fighting heart disease and stroke with a mission to bring the world much longer and much healthier and happier lives. So if you've been sitting this whole time that you've been listening to me, you should probably get up and get your heart pumping. And if you've been up and about, that's awesome. We should all be more like you. Why? Because most millennial women have deprioritized their health and we're here to change that. So you guys stand up. I mean, literally just stand up right now. Walk around the house or your neighborhood for the next 30 minutes while you're listening to this podcast and get that heart pumping. Think about this. Two and a half hours of walking every week for a year is like walking across the state of Wyoming. Wyoming walking and a healthier heart Sign me up, please. So check out some more facts on the American Heart Association's website by visiting heart.org and start making moves. This is Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. Hello, hello, and welcome to Mama Said. I'm Jamie. I'm Jenna. Uh, Today's a very special show for me. Um, I know there have been a number of you that have asked for this topic, and I've been wanting to talk about it, and Jenna Um, has been wanting to talk about it too. And we found a wonderful and inspiring guest to join this conversation today. Um, But first, we'll get to our win fails. Mommy win! (laughs) Mommy fail. Do you want to go first? I'll go first. I'm going to make it snappy because (laughs) I really want to get to this show. Um, So my... Okay. um, my, My fail is I just want to kind of... Our la- la- I don't know how when this will air, but a couple shows ago, um, I said that when I <laughs> get mad at my husband or when he does things, I just like want to divorce him. And I felt really bad listening back to it saying it um, because um, it really hurt him. Oh, and w- I just want to. That was my kind of my mommy fail. Um, it, I. That's just like what I feel and like it's a human moment you had it's okay and I just wanted to tell Neil that I love him so much I don't actually but those are I'm very honest with like how I feel on this show and he knows that and he you know I said you know this is where this is my outlet it's either talking about it here or with my girlfriends Mm -hmm. um so but anyway I just want to let everyone know because I got a couple dms being like I feel the same way and you know but and the honesty came across really great with our listeners because they felt so happy that I could actually say something that a lot of people think about. But um, to my husband, I just want to say that I love you so much. You're the best dad. And when I say that, it's, it's a just, raw emotion. It's, it's a raw emotion. So anyway, love him. Love Neil. Um, my my win is that um, I have been super super duper calm when things have been going crazy at home. So Milo has been acting up and um, a lot of tantrums around his fourth birthday. I I don't know why, Um, but I've been keeping my cool and I just, it's a really simple win. Like that's it. Um, For sure. I've noticed that, you know, things escalate. Obviously we all know this. It's not rocket science. Like when you get, you know, hyped up about something or when you get mad, they get mad. And then my other daughter gets mad and everyone's freaking out. It's really bad energy all of a sudden and it goes from like zero to 60 mm-hmm. and um but i've just kind of let things ride and i'm like okay if he's not brushing his teeth right this second what's the worst thing that's gonna happen so i like, keep thinking about that yeah. i'm like you know before i'd be like brush your teeth right now we have to go to school right now and i'm like yeah. you know what 
This is preschool. If oh, sorry, that was my that was son's, son's game um, on my phone. Anyway, it's just that's it. Like I've just been like, you know, the, what what's the worst thing that's going to happen if he's not brushing his teeth at this Great. very second? And so I take a deep breath and I'm like, he'll brush it in a minute, and it helps everyone. That's involved. nice. I try and do that. I don't really do it off. As often as I'd like to, but that's a great win. It's a, I, sure. I feel like I have to tattoo it on myself, like just yeah. patience, patience. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. You? For me, uh, my win was I just got a weekend away. Uh, two of my very best girlfriends are getting married later this year, Rihanna and Morgan. They are like family to me, and they brought um, their wedding party that includes men and women um, to Tahoe, which I'd never been before. And even though it's still like summer months, it was snowing. It was 30 degrees. It was magical, beautiful. We had a great time. Um, so it was just like a lovely weekend. It was really, really nice um, to get away. Yeah, the, the pictures were stunning. Stunning, like every right? Picture that like you no posted, filters. But if you and Cutter... Like every picture, you looked uh, relaxed. You're in your robe. Like. Yeah, yeah, it was great. It was awesome. Um, As I, I wasn't there, but it <laughs> looked really awesome. I'm glad you could feel it. Uh, my fail is so. Uh, Bo and I were um, scrolling through old pictures and videos that we had, like when he was Jack's age, because he wanted to see what he looked like at Jack's age. They look eerily similar, even though like they have different features. They look. So similar. It's crazy. Anyway, he looks at one video of the two of us and he goes, Oh, mommy, you look so young. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Uh huh. That yeah. was only six years ago. What Not he, even. What he forgot to say was, And you still do. I know, but he, this was like, I mean, he wasn't wrong. God damn it. Well, so that was my fail. I was like, Okay. And you're like, You fucking aged me. Yeah. I was like, that was you, baby. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but with that, we are going to be right back with Alex Winkleman of Hello, My Tribe. Um, we are going to be talking about um, a topic I'm so happy to talk about. Motherhood is hard for all of us. And we're not here to say that it's harder for us. But I think it's an important conversation to have to talk about parenting with chronic illness. So we will be right back with Alex. We're about to spend a lot of time with our family over the next couple of weeks. And I truly can't think of a better and more meaningful gift to give a family member than Ancestry DNA. It gives the power to connect your families over the holidays with all of the meaningful and wonderful information that you never knew about your origins, your ethnicities, and it can spark new conversations. It doesn't just tell you the countries that you're from, but also can pinpoint the specific regions within them, give you insightful geographic detail about your history, trace the path of why they moved from place to place. I actually found out I do have some Italian in me. I just assumed I was Cuban and Greek, and then I found out all of these other origins and places that my families have lived. So we are going to help you save big on Ancestry DNA with special holiday pricing and to spark meaningful conversations around the holiday dinner table. Give the gift that can unwrap your history. Head to Ancestry.com slash podcast to get your Ancestry DNA kit on sale today. That's Ancestry.com slash podcast. And now back to Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. All right, we're back. Our guest today is a strong, inspiring woman who openly shares her world whether it's politics, philanthropy, or motherhood, postpartum depression, she's an open book. She began Hello My Tribe, which is a podcast, a website, an Instagram. And she also, like me, is someone that I can relate to because she lives with MS. I don't want to waste a single moment more without having her talk, so please welcome Alex Winkleman to the podcast. Hi, lady. Hi. <laughs> How beautiful are you? Oh, my I God. know. Stunning You're with so that sweet. gorgeous red oh my hair. God. I wow. think it's the LA vibe. I went to the beach this morning, you guys. You did? Oh, yeah. Where are, you, are you staying near the beach? No. Wow. But I woke up at 4.30 in the morning, <gasps> okay. naturally, because I'm on Austin, Texas right. time, yes. so which is 6.30, and I'm just laying in bed at 4.30, and I'm like, oh my God, why not jump in a, I was going to say a cab, I jumped in an Uber, Uber yeah. of course. and I got to the Santa Monica, like near the pier, Yeah. Um, at 6 a.m., 
Oh, yeah, so it was you still saw dark. Sunrise. Yes, I saw the sunrise. And funny enough, I thought I saw whales, and I was like freaking out. You Turns might've. out they were supposedly they were dolphins. Yeah, there's a lot of dolphins. I am just like over the moon. Oh, oh just so special. magical. Good for you. That's amazing. Yes. Um, well, first, I just want to start by saying I think you're so elegant and powerful with your words. Um, and if you don't mind, I would love um, for you to begin by telling our listeners um, about your diagnosis because yeah. you. Unlike me, you were diagnosed after you had your son, yes. Asher. Um, so I would just love to hear about your experience with that. Yeah, totally. Okay. So I became a mom five years ago. Um, and prior to that, I had some symptoms that I had some tingling in my feet, some tingling in my spine, some kind of numbness in my pinky. And um, I had constant neck pain. And so I went down these routes of chiro, seeing a chiropractor, seeing a sports therapist, and you know, doing what they could for me. And um, a sports therapist said, you know, I think this is really stress-related, and I think you should go to an acupuncturist. And so I did. I was living kind of a high-stress life, running my own nonprofit that involved lots of event planning and marketing and hoping and praying that 200 people would show up and raising thousands <sighs> of dollars. I was stressed out. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I was an entrepreneur doing it all on my own, right? And so I went to the acupuncturist and my symptoms went away. So Mm. I said, oh, great. This was stress-related and acupuncture cured me. So fast forward, I became a mom um, 2014. I had a wonderful pregnancy. I ended up having an emergency C-section. And my postpartum period was definitely like a huge struggle and challenge for me. I mean, that sleep deprivation is... Yeah, turns you into another human being. uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I lacked a lot of support. And I went from having a thriving career and being like super valued and involved in the community to staying home with a baby I thought I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom and I really got confused and had you know somewhat of an identity crisis and I really struggled and then about 12 months postpartum so my son's birth month I can remember this night so clearly I went out to a happy hour um, and I had to rush back to my car to relieve the babysitter so I was kind of like running down the street in like wedges and I was like god the bottom of my feet are burning they are Mm. just like tingling burning numb and I was like you know what it's probably because I just started working out again Mm -hmm. I just started going to bar and that's it well the tingling and numbness and burning lasted for about a month and um so that was kind of a big sign so this is again my son had just turned a year old Mm -hmm. and I also you know just continued to have pain in my neck So uh, my son's father said, I really think you should go get an MRI. And I was like, okay, fine. I'm a mom now. I need to take care of myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And at that same time, I went back to the sports therapist. And this is such a blessing. My guy was not available. And so I saw somebody else in his office. And he kind of, he did his whole workup on me. He emailed me after and said, you know what? The tingling down your spine, I'm concerned about, and I really think you should go get your blood tested. Maybe Mm. you're low in B12, maybe it's something else. So I go do that. So I kind of have like two ways I'm approaching this. So the neurologist and regular doctor blood blood test. So blood test came back saying I had a positive ANA. Um, I had no idea what that meant. Did they test you for something specific or were they, they gave you like a regular blood panel? Good question. I don't remember, Jenna. Yeah. Yeah. Blurry. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I do remember I was in Colorado at a wedding getting a call from the doctor's office saying you have a positive ANA test and, you know, her saying something about rheumatoid arthritis on the phone and I just started bawling, crying, you know, thinking my life is over Mm -hmm. and confused and going down Google and being like, this is also like, could be I have cancer. It could be anything, right? And so at that point, I was like, I'm going to cancel the MRI and just go down this route. And I was encouraged not to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that positive ANA test sent me to a rheumato- rheumatologist. Probably. Rheuma- yeah. yeah. Um, we, it sounds right to us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and she tested me more. And luckily, that didn't come back for anything else. But she was like, yes, you need to go to the neurologist. And um, the, the neurologist I saw, she said the moment I came in and shared my symptoms, she knew immediately I had MS. 
Um, she even sent me for MS protocol, which is like a very specific type of MRI. Mm-hmm. I literally didn't even like notice that she said MS protocol on anything. She didn't mention it to me. Um, and I was out to dinner with my family one night and I got a call at 7 p.m. First, she called someone called my phone, but I think my phone was away because I was with my son. Calls my husband's phone. Mm. And um, I was like, well, that's strange. And puts me on the phone and she's like, I'm 99% sure that you have multiple sclerosis. And this was in, I think, um, maybe October, November. Like, it had been a process. Yeah. And immediately she referred me to another neurologist in Austin who only sees MS patients once they've been diagnosed. Mm -hmm. And so in January of 2016 is when I did my lumbar puncture um, to confirm what we already knew, (laughs) that I had MS. Yeah. So that's... Wow. And all while, I mean, you've got a little baby. Yes. I mean, and so yeah. talk to us about what, so now you're, de- you're dealing with this sobering moment of mm-hmm. your, you have multiple sclerosis. Where does your head go first? Yeah. You know, I feel like my story is kind of complicated because it was happening at the same time I was becoming a mother and <sighs> feeling challenged in all aspects of my life mm-hmm. and honestly, like not super happy, you know, being a stay-at-home mom and solo parenting a lot and still breastfeeding and still up in the middle of the night. And so I was not, I don't want to say I was in denial, but I wasn't prepared to change a lot of things. So I was diagnosed again, like when my son was about a year, a little over, and I refused to go on medication until I was done breastfeeding because medication is not approved while you're breastfeeding because Mm -hmm. they don't know. And so um, I... This is just amazing, too, that, like, my son naturally weaned around 21 months. And so at that point, I call my doctor, and I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go on medication. And literally, like, around the same exact time, I had a big flare-up. And I went numb from my waist down. And um, that was really stressful for me because it lasted about six months, and, I mean, every morning I would put my feet down on the ground and just pray that my feet would feel like my own feet. Yeah. The other thing that just, like, stressed me out, and I know you guys are so open on this podcast, is, like, my body down there, my vagina, yeah. did not feel like my own. Wow. And I was like, every time I would wipe, I'd be like, am I wiping my own body? Yeah. Or am I going to enjoy sex again? Like, I was stressed out. I was also, you know, volunteering to be in an amazing um this is funny. A fundraiser in Austin raises raises a million dollars for our Center for Child Protection, and it's Dancing with the Stars. Mm-hmm. And um, I had been in the fundraiser previously, and I had co-chaired the event, and they were doing like an all-star year to bring everybody back. And I, I was invited, and I did a few rehearsals with my, you know, my teacher, and I had to drop out because yeah. I was so frustrated with how my legs felt. I just couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. So... Back to when I, you know, finally agreed to go on medication when my son naturally, you know, stopped breastfeeding. I definitely stressed out and, like, I wished I had stopped breastfeeding, started sleeping, gone on medication, but I can't change that now. Um, But I went on medication and I had a horrible reaction to the medication to the point where I'm, like, on the ground, ready to call 911 in so much pain in my stomach, which is a, like, They, you know, have you take the medication slowly because this is a symptom and side effect. Um, So it took, you know, another two, three months for me to go actually on the medication fully. Um, So, yeah. I feel for you. But, you know, you're also, I screenshotted something that you'd said about when you got the diagnosis and saying, honestly, I felt a relief. I now had a reason to slow down, to take the pressure off, to stop saying yes to everyone else. And I'm going to share my journey with this as well when we come back from the break. But um, I think that when you're diagnosed with something um, of such gravity, like multiple sclerosis, it's not only just dealing with the physical symptoms, but the emotional journey that you go along with it. And it took me a whole lot longer than you um, but eventually you get to this point where you actually see some of the things that the disease is giving you. 
as opposed to taking away. So um, it's a testament to you and who you are that so early in your journey with all of this, um, at the same time, um, you're able to have that perspective. So bravo to you. Thank you. It's a journey. It is. It sure is. Um, We're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. By now, you've likely heard about Disney Plus, the new streaming service that includes Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, and National Geographic. With all of these amazing brands in one place, Disney Plus has one of the most incredible libraries in the entire streaming service, and it's all ad-free. From beloved classics like Snow White and the Seven Dwarves to today's blockbusters like Captain Marvel and Avengers Endgame to critically acclaimed documentaries like National Geographic's Free Solo, the content on Disney Plus is truly unparalleled. Disney Plus also offers some of the most beloved TV shows of all time, including 30 seasons of the Emmy Award-winning animated series The Simpsons. And if that weren't enough, Disney Plus has also rolled out a host of originals like The Mandalorian, the first-ever Star Wars live-action series, and High School Musical, The Musical, The Series, a very meta take on the beloved film franchise. It's no wonder Disney Plus has become one of the most talked about streaming services of 2019. So don't miss out. Sign up for Disney Plus now and start streaming all this great content today. This is Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. All right, we're back. I'm crying. Um, So for me... um, I was diagnosed when I was 20, which is, you know, the the carefree time of your life, right? Where you think that you can do anything, you can make all the mistakes, you can have all the freedom you want. I was on the third season of Sopranos. It was the biggest show in the world. I couldn't believe it. I mean, it was just like, no, no. Okay, what? I don't feel sick. I had these flare-ups and they would go away quick when you gave me steroids, like... I'm not taking this shot that makes me feel like shit three times a week. Like, I completely rebelled against the disease and the diagnosis. Uh, I was advised to keep it a secret, which I think on top of it led, gave me a whole other stress level. And because whether I was symptomatic or not, like, you just know that you're carrying this secret. And for my employers and my friends and some of my family even, my, my oldest brother... Uh, who's no longer with us, had horrible OCD. And I remember my parents telling us, telling me, you can't tell Adam because he won't be able to handle it. So there was just, it just was like this huge backpack of like a ton that I carried around with me everywhere, even though nobody knew. And I went pretty symptom-free for a couple of years. And then when I went through a divorce, the stress of it all um, completely broke me down. I started having um, numbness, tingling in my legs and my feet. Um, If I walked anymore, I lived in New York City, so I walked everywhere. If I walked more than 30, 40 minutes, I got a severe foot drop. Um, I couldn't control my bladder. I couldn't control my bowels. I mean, if you can imagine being 24 years old and like living in Depends and doing this type of, it's, it's complete, it completely sheds you of everything, your identity of who you are. And just to fast forward then, I mean, I go through obviously a sobering moment of realizing that I have to take responsibility for what I'm living with. And when I was 32 was when I um, gave birth to Bo. So 10 years into my MS journey. And when I was pregnant, I was in somewhat of a remission. So it was a glorious pregnancy, but I was riddled with fears of the type of mom that I was going to be because I had all these fantasies about being a mother. And now with MS, it's just like, okay, you make a lot of decisions for me, you nasty disease. But now like you're going to make decisions for me also of like the type of mom I want to be and the things I want to do with my kid. And I just was so worried about never being able to take him places by myself. I didn't know after I gave birth what my body would be. And because I was still strong and able after I gave birth to Bo, I also had to stop bre- I had to stop breastfeeding at four months um, because I got mastitis really bad and I went septic. And because of my MS, I was put in the hospital for six days. And so after that debacle, um, I went through as well postpartum depression and a lot of things like that. But um, 
I was able to take care of this little baby. I could carry his car seat. I could do this. It wasn't easy, but because I could do it, I didn't allow any help. Mm. So for the first two years of Bo's life, I drove myself literally into the ground Mm -hmm. because I was like, nope, I'm going to be superwoman. I'm going to prove MS wrong. I'm going to prove myself wrong. I'm going to prove everyone wrong. And I'm going to do this all by myself, also without a lot of help, because my husband was playing baseball, so he wasn't around seven, eight months out of the year. So you felt like getting help was succumbing to the disease. Kind of, yeah. I think asking for help in general. I mean, a lot of my friends had a hard time with me of just being like, Jamie, ask us. Like, we're happy to help you. I just never wanted to be a burden. It's very uncomfortable for me to ask for help anyway. But I think it just, it would, it was like confirming of like, yeah, I have this. Yeah, Yeah. this is a, a, I have a disability. I have a disease. Um, But when Bo was around two and a half, he had an awareness that mommy can't run, mommy can't do certain things with you, and he was fine with that. And I didn't need an explanation beyond that. But when I thought about when he gets to three, four, five, six, and he's going to be asking more and more questions, what kind of lesson am I teaching asking my child to keep a secret from me? Like, you want to teach your kids, right? They're living in a world where all your dreams are possible and doesn't matter if you're different you will get opportunity and people will accept you no matter what you have and here I am keeping this huge part of me a secret because I don't think I deserve anything because of it so that's when I kind of made this decision with my friends and family that it's time for me to come public with this because I didn't know more than anything what it meant for my career and I wanted to do it around a positive time in my life um so we did there were like People Magazine wanted to do a story about our wedding when my husband and I were getting married. And so I decided this is when I want to share our news. Mm. And so that's when I became um, public. And um, I think that's when a lot of my healing began and my acceptance began. 16 years or 15 years into living with MS, I was finally able to accept the fact that I was I had it. Um, and the out, the outpouring of support and love was immeasurable. And it was a wonderful thing to happen to me and my family. Um, and like I said, I've kind of transitioned into this place where I see what MS has given me. You know, I mean, obviously I have a daily reminder of the things that it's it's done to me. I've been stable for eight years. So I consider that a win um, because I don't wake up and feel like there's an unexpected. I know what I'm dealing with. I don't like it. I have many moments where I'm like, I don't like living in this body, but I have to figure out and I'm do I work hard every day because my kids feel me. They feel my energy. They feel what's going on with me. They're very well aware, and and they're so sensitive to me. Um, so I try not to take that on, but I have to be aware of it. And I had to stop breastfeeding my second son early to go back on medication, but it was the right decision to make. Um, but, you know, what was interesting is when that happened, I posted it on Instagram, and I didn't normally I don't normally post a lot of my struggles with MS not because I want people to think that it's a-okay um I think it's just because I I feel like I want to come have a stand where it's like yes I'm living with this yes it's my reality but you can still live a very full life with it um but it was one of those moments where I wanted to be vulnerable and I got the most comments I had ever gotten at any post and it made me realize 90% of these moms don't have MS. There's a lot of different reasons why people had to stop breastfeeding. There's a lot of different people. And it just made me feel so much less alone and so much more part of a community of women that we all have something. And it made me feel so much less of a victim than I was allowing myself to feel like. And um, I'm forever still grateful for that one moment and look, I still have moments. I um, was holding Jack the other day, putting him to bed, giving him his bottle. And it was at a time where I've been working a lot. I've been really stretched thin and I didn't feel well. And 
I was crying and I just it's like going through this dialogue in my head of just like apologizing to him because I feel bad sometimes I feel like he gets a lot more screen time maybe than other kids because I need to sit down you know he doesn't get to do a lot of fun things because I'm selfish I don't want to give him to the nanny all the time but like I can't run around with him in a park all day in 95 degree heat in LA. There's still a lot of things that really um, bum me out. More in any, not with work anymore, not with anything. It's just my kids of just wanting to be the full mom. Like you know, I had said that I've always envisioned myself to be, but if anything, if anything can heal me from that, it's the way my kids love me, the way that they're obsessed with me, the way Jack freaks out if I even start to walk out of the room. Um, it's a whole crazy journey, but I'm so happy to be here to talk about it because I think that so many women that live with something on top of the already hard journey of motherhood, um, it can feel motherhood in general can feel so isolating and you, you can feel so alone. And so I'm so um, grateful that you're here to share your story and uh, giving me an opportunity to share my part of the motherhood, you know, my journey with motherhood, because um, it's not always easy. But I do think that in turn, I'm going to be raising some pretty empathetic a, like m conscious little men my six-year-old every time he sees a set of a uh, set of stairs will stop and turn and put his hand out for me because he just knows that I need the help <clears throat> and I don't think he would do that if he didn't have this type of mom so there's a reason for everything I'm a firm believer in that and I'm um, I think that uh I uh I, all we can do is do the best we can as moms in general. Um, and I always had this idea that you needed to struggle to earn something. And maybe that was my manifestation of why I'm living with this. Um, but man, I think it's, I don't think I would be the person that I am today. And I'm proud of the person I am today without it. Do you feel that way? Yeah, I do. I'm just blown away by your story right now. <laughs> you are such an amazing story teller and oh way, really the, i was just thinking i'm like i feel like i rambled and that wasn't no, well i'm just put out. no if i i was just thinking like the the people who are going to listen to this episode yeah. whether it's in their car or at home are not going to blink because what you both are saying is something that i cannot relate to yeah. from myself right now but i can feel so much of what you guys are going through just because i'm so close to you and yeah. And uh, I just think it's so important for just anyone to listen and share share this. I also think, too, it's like you never know what anyone is dealing with. Like, right. this is the thing never. that we deal with, right? Because on every other episode of this show, I feel like we're talking about all the normal mom things that are feeling. And I also have this on top of it. But you have something else on top of it that I don't have. We all have something. And it's just about... I found, and I'm sure you found as well, and I want to talk about Hello My Tribe, is that invulnerability comes strength and mm. comes community, yeah. and those are the gifts that you get. So we're going to take a quick break and come back because I really want to talk to you about um, your creation of Hello My Tribe and what it's giving to women and what it's doing. Did you know that one of the top 10 causes of ear pain is sinus infections? Colds and flu are a major contributor to sinus infections and ear pain, so don't let ear pain ruin your winter fun. After you've been diagnosed with an earache by a physician, reach for Highlands Earache Drops. Highlands Earache Drops have natural active ingredients for earache pain relief due to cold and flu and allergies. Highlands Homeopathic has been trusted for generations to provide safe, homeopathic medicines for all members of the family. There's no alcohol and no sting, so you can get back to doing what you love. Go to highlands.com. Visit highlands.com slash ear dash pain. That's H-Y-L-A-N-D-S to find a retailer near you. Again, that's highlands.com slash ear dash pain. Claims are based on traditional homeopathic practice, not accepted medical evidence, not FDA evaluated, and read and follow label directions. This is Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. Okay, we're back. Um, before we get into Hello, My Tribe, I actually want to say <clears throat> you wrote things. Um, 
you wrote some advice of things that help improve your lifestyle when dealing with um, living with chronic illness and being a mom. And I want to go through all of them because they're all amazing and uh, they're all right. Okay, so therapy. Yes. Numero uno. Yes. Um, body work says there's massage, acupuncture, chiropractor. I actually get a massage twice a week um, because it's not only like good for my body, but it it like shows me and my family and my kids that like I'm putting myself first and I'm yeah. important too. eating healthy. So you eat organic, 100 percent plant based and mostly an anti-inflammatory diet, which mm-hmm. is very important. Removing chemicals from your household, skin care, hair care. Exercise, clearing your plate of responsibilities that no longer serve you. By the way, these are things that are good for anybody. (laughs) Saying no often and canceling plans last minute if need be. Such an important lesson for everyone. I love when people cancel on me. Yeah, me too. (laughs) The gift of time. And I want to say that my friends who I cancel on, they know. They understand why. And the people you cancel on, they love you. Yes. And it's okay. Yes, yes. Uh, getting enough sleep at night and napping during the day, not stressing about small things that don't matter, boundaries with work, working on passion projects, it's still important, alone time, yes, time away from child and husband is important, uh, like my Target run the other day, <laughs> time away from phone and social media, absolutely, um, little to no alcohol, I don't drink, so I get that, quality over quantity in terms of people and possessions, reading, walking, cooking, baking, surrounding yourself with amazing people who make you happy. This again, this is for everyone. Be kind to yourself. Hiring help as needed. Yes. Removing yourself from unnecessary drama and stress almost immediately. Saying goodbye to toxic people, supplements, and spending quality time with those that are important to you. It's a long list. (laughs) It was an amazing list. Enough that I had, we had to say all of them. And I want to say that I'm not perfect. Of course right? you're not. But Nobody is. It's funny hearing you share my very long list. I'm like, wow, I do that stuff like daily, That's weekly. Awesome. Like that stuff is on repeat. I'm going to frame those, print them out and put and them in my back. I want to tattoo them right? <laughs> on my, on my freaking body, butt. on my tissue. <laughs> oh my gosh. And that list also includes like I got to LA last night and instead of like going out and having fun, I curled up in bed and watched a movie. Oh, I'm the same. Amazing. Yeah. I love a hotel room alone. Yeah. <laughs> like a dream. Oh I love a hotel room with you. Yeah. That's we, fine. we are good. We have roomies. to do that again. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So please tell us about Hello My Tribe. Yes. So um, almost immediately when I became a mom, I was like, whoa. These feelings I'm having are not what I expected. Mm-hmm. Um, like I shared, I felt very challenged and alone becoming a mother. I went through that identity crisis. I just felt so lonely and I felt like I couldn't do the things I used to do. I couldn't exercise at the same place I used to exercise Mm because I had a baby with me. Um, I went through this period of like not even wanting to leave my house because it was stressful with a baby. And I think the biggest thing for me, so I immediately started like dreaming of a physical place where I could go where it was safe and go take care of myself but also work on passion things and have my baby with me or not have my baby with me. And then when I became, I I got my diagnosis, I realized, you know, I can't even practice self-care without a support system, without a community, without leaning on people, without asking people for help. So it took me a long time to like really form what Hello My Tribe was. But, um, you know, our guiding light is that every woman needs and deserves a support system. And the majority of women report that the village does not exist. And we know the very real consequences that loneliness and um, isolation have on people, especially women. I mean, there's talk now that there's loneliness is an epidemic. Yeah. And it's not okay. <laughs> and we women feel it and so... And it's avoidable. Yes. And it's it's so heavy. And the fact that we are raising the next generation, like, we need to tackle this for women. And so Hella My Tribe, through our, you know, our platform and our advocacy work, um, you know, we're fighting against this total lack of support for women. So through our platform and our community, you know, providing women with knowledge, resources, community, connection, inspiration, so that she can build her support system, whatever that looks like for her, because everybody's support system is different. Um, And we know that when women are supported, I mean, there's no stopping us. But right now, we're we're lacking in so many areas. 
And, you know, this really all did start out of my own personal need. Like, I lacked so much support. And I had family. I live, I, I've lived in Austin for 26 years, you know, and I had a career there. But when I became a mom, like, everything changed. Yeah. And, you know, my world completely changed, and I needed to rebuild it. And I knew people that had babies at the same time, but, like, they weren't my people in motherhood. And that just became That's so important to realize who your people are. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's so toxic to be around people who yeah. are just not good for you. Yeah. Or like, I mean, my life prior to motherhood, you know, like I went out and had drinks with girlfriends. Like you can't just do that anymore when you no. have a baby at home. And, and you know, even going to like a fundraiser on a weekend, like I didn't want to go anymore because I was, you know, I just wanted to rush home and go to bed because yeah. I had so much anxiety at night about not sleeping and, you know, doing all the night feedings and waking up and starting my day at 4.35, 6 in the morning. Well, yeah. and MS is like a whole other baby you've got to yes. take care of. Yes. Because if you don't, you pay a serious price. Yeah. yeah. So... Hello, my tribe actually started in Austin as a like a physical location where. Oh wow! Yeah, so we had eight hundred women come oh, in through our doors. Oh my god! Yeah. Wait, so what was it exactly? It was um, it was a pop up. We had boutique childcare and baby friendly fitness classes. So women could come in and keep their baby with them and exercise and or use our child care and the studio next door. Um, And community, though, was always the foundation. So every single class we started off, you know, some people hated us for this. But like the first 10, 15 minutes of class, we went around, said our name, how far postpartum we were, what area of town we lived in. The instructor then, you know, provided us with you know, a question that mm-hmm. we all had to share. Yeah. And so connection. Oh it was kind of like, it was kind of like therapy. Group therapy. Yeah. Then you got to work out after that yeah. with music and girlfriends. And so much came from that. And I think the biggest thing for me is I got to meet 800 women face to face who were all, you know, going through this. Yeah. And I really learned, like, I was not alone in my struggles. These women shared their lives with me. Like, I became kind of like a therapist. Yeah. Because I was already sharing my own story, my own postpartum journey. And so it immediately became a safe space. So imagine, like, women coming in. They're surrounded by women. You know, the brand and the messaging are all about supporting women. Um, You know, the tears, like, flowed. They needed that release. Yes. My gosh. Yes. And so these women shared so much with me. And, I mean... They need, we need more support, more information, more understanding, more community, more of everything. Um, And I have bottled all of that up. And, you know, we're putting it online so that we can reach as many women as possible. And, um, I mean, similar to what you guys experienced through this podcast, like we have so many connections and in, like we have... Even if it's a virtual one, it goes a long way. We we have, we get messages saying, you know, I didn't realize I was suffering and I made my first therapy appointment because of Hello My Tribe. Yeah. That's so great. It's incredible. You know, and it's pretty, you know, women sharing they feel less alone because of Hello My Tribe and we are just going to continue like building this out so that we can support women in so many more ways you are I love and it. it's amazing you i can see the future and all the possibilities for you and it's endless because women we all we all need each other yeah. and i think that it's catching on i mean there's wonderful places like in la there's the jane club i know where women can go and yeah. work and have childcare mm-hmm. there with their children they're popping up everywhere yeah yeah, yeah. and they yeah. need They're to catching continue on. and you bravo to you yeah. for literally taking the bull by the reins with everything and doing all of this um it's incredible thank you and we're we not we weren't maybe as elegant as you and what we're trying to do but in here in our funny little mama said community i mean it is we it's, want yeah, moms the- to be able to laugh at the like we say the pretty and the shitty mm-hmm. and the hard and the easy and to celebrate all of it yeah. and each other and you're We're, doing it yeah and I mean, also look. for selfish reasons we, yeah we, we need we it needed we needed it we needed it and we were like we need it yeah you need it yeah so and i mean jamie your your post that you shared about you know having to stop breastfeeding i have that post still saved mm. and oh, wow like that i don't maybe i didn't know you had ms i don't know it was a big moment for me so it's like the things that come i mean we all have a love-hate relationship with social media. Social media. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But, you know, and this whole everything's going digital. But, like, things are happening. And connections are being made and people's lives are being changed. And so your post, your podcast here, like, we're sitting down now and talking about this stuff because of 
the internet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank you. Internet. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Wow. Well, you're so special. We're not letting you leave yet, though, because we're going <laughs> to, believe it or not, make you share a shitty mommy story. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> thank you so much um, for sharing all of it. Thank you for flying here. Yeah. And share, and you're so beautiful to- and wonderful. And please, everyone. So Hello, My Tribe is a podcast. Yeah. So we, um, we're a digital platform and community. We have written content on HelloMyTribe.com. We have a podcast called Motherhood is a Team Sport. <laughs> Jamie, you're going to come on. I promise. I promise. (laughs) Um, We have an amazing Instagram community, and we just announced that we're launching our own platform where women can go on and share their own questions, concerns, and other women can go on and comment. We get so many requests. I cannot keep up on Instagram, so now we have our own platform where women can do that. And we need to do a pop-up in L.A. Yes. (gasps) Yes. It's, oh my it's god! The mayor of LA, right here, Miss Jenna, can help you. Do you guys still have that physical we do not. space? Well, now you're going to bring it to LA. <laughs> yeah, I'm down. We're going to help it. We're going to yeah. help you. All right, we'll be right back with some shitty mommy. I'm sure by now you guys have heard of this company called Rothy's. They make shoes for women and kids out of plastic water bottles. Yes, out of plastic water bottles. Um, I can't tell you how much I love these shoes. They are so comfortable. They are gorgeous. They are stylish. I know everyone's going to be going to a lot of holiday parties soon. You know, you've got company parties and family get togethers and you're schmoozing the whole time on your feet. So why not be stylish and comfortable at the same time? Like I said, these are made out of plastic water bottles and they are so crazy comfortable and best part, fully machine washable too. So I told you this before, I went to New York City and you know how you walk for miles and miles there. Well, I did in my Rothy's leopard high tops and I did not get one blister. So that's how amazing they are. So head to rothys.com. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S-D-O-T-C-O-M slash mama to get your new favorite flats in time for the holidays. That's rothys.com slash mama comfort style and sustainability you guys these are the shoes you've all been waiting for so head to rothys.com slash mama today you're listening to mama said with jamie and jenna okay we're back we're just talking about snacks that we like um all right i'm gonna first read a shitty mommy from our listener named melissa shitty mommy she said, I was running late during my morning routine. I had just changed my son's outfit and diaper when he, di- when he decided to shit in the fresh one. <laughs> I weighed my options and decided to let his daycare teachers deal with it. It's only a five-minute drive from home. I told him he must have done it on the ride over. I'm not sure if that's a shitty mommy or a smart mommy. Either way, it made it work. <laughs> smart. Amazing. Anytime somebody else can change my kid's shit. Love it. Yes. Is a great day for me. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, okay. Please share with us. Okay. Alex. Oh, my gosh. So a couple weeks ago. Oh, was this supposed to be in the last week? No. no. Oh. Be from, like, like, I'm going to lie and say what happened in the last ago. week. No. Okay. <laughs> Mine was um, when Jack was first born, the first one I shared. Okay. I got a text from Asher's teacher saying, I'm not sure if you had a laundry mishap, but some of your underwear is in Asher's lunchbox. <laughs> oh, my God. His lunchbox? Wait, what happened? <laughs> Okay, let me. So I'm sitting in a coffee shop when I get this text message working on my computer. People probably thought I was a crazy person because I'm like talking and laughing to myself hysterically. Oh my goodness. And I'm just like dreading. I'm like, well, what underwear is it? Like, oh, because you thought maybe it was yours? It's definitely mine. Oh, Oh, yeah. She she said a pair of your underwear. Oh, I didn't. Oh, I thought you. (laughs) Okay, okay. I thought maybe you were like packing extra underwear and it like. No, it was my underwear. Oh, shit. Was it it clean? That was like my biggest. I was just sitting there being like, I hope they were clean. Like, I hope they were clean. Oh, Oh, my God. We all know how's baby. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't no underwear pair that's clean ever. Oh, my God. So, this, I got the text at like. (laughs) at like 11 and I'm, I pick up he does a full day at school so I pick him up at 5 and I go and I'm like mm, okay so I'm you know you're like hiding with your hair <laughs> over your face so I look at Ash and I was like so what happened today and he said well yeah some of your underwear here I gave them to Mr. Rodney and then he gave them to Mr. Oh. Sean and then he gave them to Mr. John a lot of and I was like Oh, my God. So every male teacher at school has had my underwear. Turns out my son was just, like, mixing up all their names. Of course. So I go and open his lunchbox. It's a black thong. Oh, God. 
clean. Thank, thank God. God. Sexy. <laughs> thank God. Oh, my God. Because um, black, black is kind of scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so his teacher, I didn't see his teacher at pickup. I saw her the next day. And I was like, so what's the story here? And she goes, well, Asher was, like, twirling them in his finger. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> like, licked them across the room. The male teacher did pick them up. And Asher pre- proceeds to say, my mommy put these in my lunchbox, and I'm very disappointed. <gasps> oh, <laughs> I love him. That's my shitty mom moment. That's so I, hilarious. Oh, my God. That's yes. a good one. Wait, but so, how did they get okay, in there? Okay, this is like the story. I didn't have a lunchbox for Asher. Oh, another shitty moment. I didn't have a lunchbox for Asher. It was at somebody else's house, so I was using a black tote. And I probably oh. had used that. To go yes. to the gym. Right. Yes, yes, yes. And my underwear were in there, and they ended up at school. I love oh this story God. so much. But oh can I – do we have time for me to share it? Yes. Okay. yes. So my teach, the teacher proceeds to tell me that this made her day, but it wasn't the worst thing that's ever happened. She um, one time heard a lot of vibrating in a backpack. <gasps> no. And she just assumed it was like a stuffed animal. And she went in, grabbed something out, was walking, holding something in her hand, and then realized it was a vibrator. Vibrate, vibrate. I'm whispering. You're a like, vibrate, vibrate. <laughs> <laughs> that the child had accidentally Damn brought to swipe. Oh, yeah. shit. Oh, my God. I hope uh, this mom doesn't hear this podcast and realize I I'm talking me. about her. Good for you. I hope she does because that's my dusty. Dope. <laughs> I haven't taken mine yeah. out in a long time. Wait a second. <laughs> Yesterday, um, your friend, who I won't say, but I said was like the nicest person yeah. in the world, was telling you about a vibrator called the Womanizer. Have you ever heard of it? Horrible name. Is it like the one I told you about? No. It's like, it's like, (laughs) licks your vagina. Ew. Ew. What? (laughs) It licks your vagina? Oh, no. We'll we'll link it on the Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) What the f***? She loves it. She loves it. Oh, wait. Maybe she doesn't. Maybe her friend does. I you trust also her. Know. Okay, I okay. trust her. Okay. Um, all right. Well, to wrap this conversation up, Alex, thank you so much. Thank you. For coming to be with thank us. You. Yeah, thank You're you so, so inspirational. Much. This relationship is far from over. I hope to continue many conversations and how we can continue to work together because Mama Said Tribe loves Hello My Tribe. Yes. We're all at the, after the same goal. Um, and we will leave you with the Mama Said. <clears throat> Remember, Mama Said... Being a mama is packing snacks, water, and a change of clothes for your kids while you're dehydrated, hungry, and in need of a change of clothes. Yes. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Mama Said. The Lady Gang Network is produced by Will Sterling, Steve Delamater, Kirsten Woodward, and Elizabeth Bakewet. Thanks for rating and reviewing wherever you get your podcasts and tune in for new episodes every single week. We want to thank all our sponsors for this episode of Mama Said. They are... Disney Plus. Sign up for Disney Plus today and start streaming all their great content now. Highlands. To find a retailer near you, visit highlands.com slash ear dash pain. Rothy's. Go to rothys.com slash mama to get your new favorite flats in time for the holidays. American Heart Association. Start making moves at heart.org. Ancestry. Give the gift that can unwrap their history. Go to ancestry.com slash podcast. And remember, all of the info and links to these sponsors will be available in the show notes for this episode. Bye, mamas.